What am I to do? Welcome to Razor Branding Podcast with Jackie Russo. To learn more about how to improve your brand, visit brandrusso.com. Hi, this is Jackie Russo with Razor Branding Podcast. Today, I'm talking about the ways you can use a customer relationship manager, what we call a CRM, to build your brand. So these are the nine things you need to think about and need to know for how you're going to use a CRM. And really, when you think about it right now, you've got a little downtime, probably. Your work schedule is not what it was maybe at the beginning of March. So take this time during this global pandemic to do some things to help you move your business forward once life gets back to some new version of normal. So the CRM is one of the very first things you need to be looking at. If you're already using one and it's working for you effectively, then you can listen to the rest of this just to kind of see if you've got everything on track the way we suggest. But 99% of you probably can make some tweaks and changes to improve it. So we'll start with the baby steps. What is a CRM? A CRM is a customer relationship manager. Back in the day, it was a Rolodex and it spun around and you put business cards in it and they were alphabetical. And when you needed somebody's phone number, you could go look it up. That was your original customer relationship manager. And you got those cards by going to lunch or going out for drinks or playing golf with somebody. And most of your deals are done with a handshake and a note in a tally book. Well, things have changed a little bit, and we're using technology now to manage relationships, just like we use technology for everything else these days. Uh, But beyond just watching TV with it now because of Netflix and Disney Plus and Hulu, and beyond being able to have meetings with it now because of Zoom and Microsoft Teams and Google Hangouts, the CRM really becomes the center of how you manage those relationships. It allows you to keep track of who you should be calling on, who you talked to last, and it allows you to automate a ton of processes to take some of the work away for you. So that CRM really is important to how you manage your prospects, your clients, your service, like customer service after the sale, kind of everything. It really does become the heartbeat of the company. So how does it work to build your brand? Well, when you think about branding, the very first thing you have to think about is your target audience. Who are you focused on? So your CRM is the actual physical incarnation of that who your audience is. It's the actual database of who all those people are, where they work, what they like, what they don't like, what they're interested in. So if you think your whole target audience is everyone, then this gives you the opportunity to break it down into smaller, bite-sized pieces and really know not just who your audience is, but who your audience is. Where do they live? What are their interests? What gets their attention? What are they doing online? How often have they visited your website? What pages have they been to? How much time do they spend there? all of those things. So that's the first point. How does a CRM build your brand? It allows you to really learn about your target audience. So if you're an organization that believes in disk profiling, for example, then you probably spend a lot of time giving your uh, prospective employees the disk test, assessing where they're going to best fit into the organization based on their personality, really determining how to work with them, 
based on the golden rule, treat people the way they want to be treated. Well, the DISC personality breaks down for you four very different ways people want to be treated. Sometimes maybe they need a lot of collaboration and interaction to feed their extrovert souls. But other times, maybe they're the people who want taller walls around their cubicles and less interaction because they just want quiet time to work. And all that hanging out around the coffee pot stresses them out. Okay, know that about your employees, and that helps you give them the space where they're going to be most productive and efficient. Well, it works the same way for your target audience. When you know who they are and how they work, you'll know how to work with them. So are you disk profiling everybody in your database? Probably not. But are you using some clues along the way to keep track of the kinds of things that they click on in email, the kinds of things that they click on on your website, And that should be a pretty big clue to you in what kind of people they are and what kind of things they like so you know what to send them more of because you're going to want to send them more of the same kind of things that got their attention in the first place. So when you break down the different personality types, you can keep track of that in the CRM. Maybe you're tracking demographics because you met them in person so you know some things about them or you've created a relationship with them over LinkedIn or through some sort of research that you've been doing to build out your database. Okay, well then you know some things about them demographically, that allows you to market to them very specifically based on those demographics. See, everybody in your target audience, you know things that are either demographic or psychographic. Demographic, those attributes that are very present and obvious. Gender, age, location, maybe marital status, maybe education level, maybe income, some things that are more outward. But psychographic, that's where you get into the inward things, the things that make them tick, the things that make them feel, the things that they care about. When you know that, you can align your corporate culture and the things your company cares about with people. Because people don't do business with a business, they do business with other people. And it's gonna be people that they like people that they have a relationship with, people that they think are like them and get them and really know them and care about the same things they care about. So the more you know about that target audience, the more you're going to be able to market directly to them and give them the things that they care about and want to know. The second thing that's going to help your CRM build your brand is it's going to allow you to organize your system. So think about it like a tree and a tree that's in a forest. And so each branch of the tree, just like an org chart or a family tree, allows you to know what that next step is, that next layer of the relationship. So you can build out a bunch of if-then scenarios. If you send this email to someone and they click on it, then this is the next thing that should happen in the relationship. But if you send this to them, and they don't click on it or react, then this is the next thing that should happen in the relationship. Now, it takes some planning in the beginning, no doubt about it. But if you do that planning first and you do it right, and you really build out all these different scenarios, then you have the opportunity to set it on autopilot a little bit, to have your marketing happening for you without you having to be 
at the helm and really doing all the work right then because you did most of that work in the beginning. You pre-wrote a lot of things. You prepared a lot of things. And so those things are now happening and allow you to market bigger and better, wider and deeper, and really does allow you to have more time for the personal relationships, for the phone calls, for the things that are going to really help you be more successful in your business. So that schedule of what to send and when to send it becomes more automated and your marketing becomes more efficient. That leads us to number three, you can optimize your process. So as you see these if-then scenarios playing out, you can tweak things. You can say, oh, wait, this is now driving them to my website more. I'm not just going to drop them on my homepage. I'm going to put them into someplace specific, landing pages. We're going to talk about that in a minute. You could say, oh, wait, these people are clicking more and more on these digital ads, so I'm going to do more with that. This allows you to know the social media connections. So these people have gone to your website and gone to your LinkedIn page and clicked on something to download. So now you see that they're a more active, engaged audience, so you can increase the level of relationship. Whereas this other group might not be clicking on anything, reading anything. Why are you still sending stuff to them? Change the frequency or the nature of what you're sending to see if that can spark something in the relationship. And after a couple of different attempts, coming at it from different angles, still not working, then they're not the one for you. You know you can move on. That really allows you to optimize your process. So point number four is automate your marketing. Now, I mentioned earlier how you can automate some emails, but there are other things you can automate as well. The usage of downloads, of landing pages, of social media. Now, we're going to get into a little bit of the Big Brother stuff. So think about it this way. Big Brother is your friend when you're using it ethically and responsibly and allowing you to get more information to do your job better. Big Brother is bad when you're using it to spy on people unethically or immorally. So we're going to stay on the good side of Big Brother. All of this data that you now have access to should allow you to better zero in on the people who are a good match for your company. It really does allow you to better send them information that's a, a match for what they're looking for. So if someone is in the market for a red car and you sell red cars, doesn't it make sense for you to put your red car ads in front of them? Of course it does. So that behavioral marketing that tells you based on their behaviors, these are the things people are looking for, can be brought into your CRM to be a part of that automated process. So you're not putting ads for red cars in front of somebody looking for a black truck. Why would you want to do that? That's not a match at all. Number five, you can track their actions. So you're looking at what did they open? When did they visit your website? Did they download something? And each of their actions should generate a reaction by your system. This allows you to really make sure that you are not just tracking what they've done, but allows you to know what's the winning combination. Because if you knew that you could treat your marketing like a dance step, so two steps forward, one step to the right, three steps to the left, and one step back, that combination produces the highest amount of sales and the customers that you get from that combination become these long-term clients that you really want to have. 
These are the people that trust you, that understand what you're doing, that really appreciate the work that you do. They have a higher profit margin. They buy more. They buy more often. They buy with less hassle. They uh, have less returns. Then you know that combination is a winner. Do more of that. Do more of those things that build you up as an authority in their mind, that make them realize you are an expert at what you do. Therefore, you build the trust with them. So those are the kinds of things when you can track their action and see how your actions create the positive reaction, then you can do more of those actions. Number six, landing pages on your website. And you're like, wait a minute. I signed up for a podcast to talk to me about CRMs. Why are we now talking about websites and landing pages? Because they go hand in hand. The authority that you build from landing pages builds trust, builds loyalty, builds engagement, builds sales. And that all started with your CRM. And that's a part of the process of not dropping them on the homepage of your website and hoping they find your way like through the forest, instead, taking what you know about them, their industry, some information that's relevant to their needs that they can download, and putting those things together in one spot. So now, if you know they're shopping for a red car, you're dropping them on a homepage that's full of red cars, because that's where they want to be. So why make them go to a place that has a filter where they have to filter through to find the red cars? Do the work for them. Anything you know about them through the CRM and their actions, you can then use that information to help them get to the finish line more efficiently, faster, and better, and they appreciate the help you've given them. So it's quicker and easier to build that relationship with them. Number seven. When we think about CRMs, we think about how we use it for marketing, but it's not just for marketing. Really, the CRM is for marketing, sales, and service. So your CRM should be open to everyone in the company that has any customer contact. Because if they've been marketed to, the CRM is going to tell you what they've been sent, what they've been told, what the interactions would have. Well, now they've bought so now they're in the customer side, right? So you put them into the database accordingly. So now we know what they've bought, what triggered them to buy, how much they've spent, if they've bought again, what that sales cycle is and that sales process. And you're going to want customer service to have um, some sort of access to this database because now when they call in for service after the sale... You don't want to make that handoff from outside sales to inside sales to be awkward. You want your inside salesperson to be able to see the customer history, see where the relationship started, what they've been told along the way. The more robust and truly interactive your CRM is, the better all three sections of your company can really engage with this customer. Now, when you're sending them a birthday card or an anniversary card or recall notice, whatever it might be, the CRM becomes really integral to the whole process and keeps everybody aligned appropriately. Number eight, the CRM allows you to analyze the data. Because when you can analyze the data, you can really see what's happening here, what's working, what's not working. What is a profitable path and what is a waste of time and money? If you've been mailing things out to people and no one's responding from it, why are you still spending money creating, printing, ordering, packaging, postaging, and sending something that isn't effective? 
But if you're not tracking that, how do you know what's effective and what's not? It's entirely possible that a 50-cent postcard can yield a better return on investment than a $15 promotional item. So let's find out. Or what if the opposite is true? What if a $20 promotional item has a better return on investment than a 50-cent postcard? Don't you want to know that? When you can really measure the return on the investment, measure what's getting you the best result for the least amount of investment on your part, time, and money, then you can do more of the thing that works and eliminate the thing that's not working. Number nine, collaborate with your team. When you sit back and start the process of bringing on a true CRM that's going to work for you, then you really get into the collaboration of your team because you start to hear from sales what they think has been working and not working. From marketing, what do they feel like is going to work and not work? From customer service, when you analyze all of their opinions now, set up your CRM accordingly, then measure what has worked and not worked. Then you'll know, A, who on your team has the best insights, B, what things you should keep doing, and then how you can be even more efficient and effective with your system, especially now that everybody's on board together. So this really does become the people side of your business, which is weird when you think about technology. People often associate that with a very anti-personal effort. But actually, if you use your CRM right, it allows you to become more personal because the more you know about who you're sending things to, the more you can create something that's very personal for them, very targeted, very in line with their personality profile, how they operate, what they want. You would not send to an engineer the same kind of information you would send to an accountant that you would send to somebody in the C-suite. Those would be three very different messages. So use your CRM and your team to create those different messages, to send them to the appropriate people, to send them on then to the next appropriate step in the process so they can get more of what they want and not burden them with the things they don't want. So if you want to know about some specific CRMs you can look at, go to our blog, Raise Your Branding, and you will see exactly uh, some links to different CRMs that we have used and use for our clients and use for ourselves. And if you're interested in learning more about how to use a CRM, if you want a demo to see how they can work for you, how we take the database, the website, and the social media channels and bring them all together to work as one unit, let me know. I'll be happy to set up a demo. Be sure to subscribe, download, and give us a five-star rating for Razor Branding Podcast. See you next week. When the day is through.